Greetings! Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror fantasy trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. So, what have you been watching? What have you been up to? Um, lately, I have been watching the new HBO show, The White Lotus, and it is... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I, tell if I like it or not. I, uh, yeah, I keep seeing the, like, preview or trailer or whatever for it, and um, I feel the same way about even trying to watch it. I'm like, do I want to watch it? What exactly is the genre? It's, um, well, this, like, the second season is a different location and almost a whole new set of characters. Oh, okay. So it's like, the White Lotus is the hotel, so it's basically like the hotel's story. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you, I got you. Uh, yeah, I could see where it could be hit or miss, I guess. It was, I mean, interesting, but... I don't, it's whatever it, about it's it. What, yeah, I was kind of <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I feel like I need to finish it to see what happens, but... <laughs> It's not that I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to watch it. It just feels like an obligation. (laughs) (laughs) Then also, I've been watching, rewatched Key and Peele. Nice, nice. Always a classic. Good, hilarious. So we had our movie night and we did uh, The Wedding Singer. I Mm -hmm. wanted to take um, basically a a break, a cleanse. (laughs) Palette cleanse. (laughs) Yes. Um, we've been doing a lot of horror lately. Uh, we are about to transition into the holiday season. Um, so I wanted something kind of light and, uh, funny. And Mm -hmm. yeah, with the wedding singer, it has, uh, been a little while since I watched it. Still was funny. Oh yeah. You can't go wrong with that. as funny (laughs) as it once was. Yeah. But funny nonetheless. Yeah. And I um, love Drew Barrymore's haircut. It's so cute. I hated it. Oh, really? Yeah, looking back, like, because of the, every angle you look at, it's different. Yeah. Like, the way it's, it's the weirdest haircut to me. It, like, (laughs) ducktails out, but then goes in towards the front. Uh So, if she's looking from, like, a certain angle, one side looks like it's just completely in, and the other side looks like it's, whoop, like, shooped out. So, it looks asymmetrical. I don't know. I didn't. I like it because it's, like, haphazard. Not (laughs) a good way for, to me. (laughs) It's the Josh Hartnett haircut for you. (laughs) How I don't like his hair is how you don't like her. Hair. It was a stupid haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've been um, re-watching <laughs> The Nanny. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I already went through that one um, mm. last year. I had not seen it probably since it was like um, airing or, mm. or at least reruns like when I was probably a teenager. It's, that. It holds up well. Like it's still funny. And I am now catching how raunchy it kind yeah, of Yeah, I know. So yeah, that's kind of what we've been up to. It's getting towards Thanksgiving. I'm uh, working on a little Thanksgiving menu. Nothing crazy. Um, getting ready for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where actually spooky season is officially over. Yeah. Uh, so we are starting Comfy Cozy. Mm, comfy Cozy. We're kicking it off today uh, with Practical Magic. And then we are going to have a Thanksgiving special, which we are going to release um, on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's going to follow up. That's going to be like a bonus episode. And so then that'll follow up um, with... Speaking of the nanny, uh, Beautician and the Beast. Yes. So that'll be really fun. 
Okay, so in this episode, we watched 1998's Practical Magic. The release date was October 16th, 1998. It was rated PG-13. Um, it is considered a romance fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> the runtime is 1 hour 44 minutes. The director was Griffin Dunn. Screenplay was by Griffin Dunn, Adam Brooks, Robin Swigord, Akiva Goldsman. It was based on the novel Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. The cast includes Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, Stockard Channing, Diane Weist. I always thought it was... Or is it Weist? Or is it Weist? Maybe it's Weist. I don't know. I never remember how to say it. Uh, it also had Gorn Viznik, oh. Aiden Quinn, Evan Rachel Wood, and Alexandra Artrip. Uh, a young Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, I didn't she realize was, that was her. And I didn't either. Mm-hmm. And she was Kylie. And Alexandra Artrip was the other little girl, Antonia. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandra is Sally. Nicole is um, Gillian. Or is it Jillian? It's Jillian. They, do you say yeah. Jillian? Because oh, they, they call her Jilly Bean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was adorable. (laughs) Music was by Alan Silvestri. Cinematography by Andrew Dunn. And costume design um, by Judiana Makovsky. Which I did like a lot of the um, costumes. Yeah, like everyone's outfits were super Mm -hmm. cute. Fun fact time. Um, (laughs) to start off, Roger Ebert called the film too scary for children and too childish for adults. (laughs) He said the script lacked wit and imagination. What's funny about that is that I was 13 when this movie came out and I feel like I was the perfect age for this movie. 13, like a 13 year old girl because the aesthetic and the the love story. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I I felt I was perfect age. I wouldn't say too scary for children, just maybe some of the subject matter would be too mature in terms of they're not going to necessarily understand, um, like, her drugging him and, like, you know, that kind of abuse, like, (laughs) so maybe that's what he means by too scary, but I wouldn't just say some subject matter might be too mature that a lot of kids wouldn't understand. I guess, but what was it rated? PG-13. So it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was 13 up, Teenagers, really. So, yeah, if he says children, I don't know. Yeah, I would say more teen for sure. Either Um, way, you were wrong. (laughs) You were wrong, Roger. (laughs) Sadly, that house isn't real. I know. When I read that, I was like, what? Yeah. Because that was the best part for me. Yes, that house was beautiful. Insane. Um, It was just a shell. It was on uh, land. It, It was rented... The land was rented on San Juan Island in Washington. Um, They only constructed the shell because the parkland um, did have Native American heritage. So they weren't going to dig or Mm -hmm. they couldn't do anything like that. Um, That's why it's just a shell. And then it was even torn down and disposed of afterwards. (sighs) That's kind of sad. Barbara Streisand wanted to buy it. Whoa, really? Apparently she saw the movie and like called people... Like, went through all the trouble to you be go, like, Barbara. I don't want that house. <laughs> and then she, yeah, they have to tell her, uh, it wasn't a real house. Yeah. I mean, but I get it, Barbara. I it was gorgeous it. Yeah. how they designed it for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the, uh, ugh, the greenhouse or whatever that was in their house was, like, <laughs> beautiful. I know. I loved it. 
Um, so the director, Griffin Dunn, um, starred in the horror comedy An American Werewolf in London. Mm. <laughs> um, I just thought that was a little interesting tidbit. So he does have some ties to kind of... Um, Hollywood. Yeah, spooky kind of, you know, themed movies. I love this uh, This one I just had to throw in there because Stalker Channing is just such like a bad bitch in my eyes. I know, I like, love Like she her. will always be Rizzo, exactly. you know? Um, and she looked fabulous so fabulous she lied and this is like a joey tribbiani thing too she (laughs) lied about being fluent in french so she could get a free trip to paris for when they recorded the dubs oh that's awesome i'm like oh sam like i can't believe savage she's like we she's like we we bonjour (laughs) um so the film does have an iconic soundtrack now. Uh, it was headlined by Stevie Nicks. So at the I, time, I know that's why I love <laughs> this movie also because you know how I feel about Stevie Nicks. I know she was uh, promoting um, at the time her new song was "If You Ever Did Believe," and then she was doing a new version of uh, "Crystal." Mm-hmm. So uh, it was like a big promotional kind of thing to to have her uh, obviously associated with this movie. Um, Cheryl Crow, witchy woman, right? <laughs> Cheryl Crow also sung um, backup vocals. Mm, I did not mm-hmm. know that. Another big uh, song, and this was the one that really stood out to me, was mm-hmm. the Joni Mitchell song. Yeah, in the car. Like, yeah, I I love that song. Um, so apparently, though, a CD with the Joni Mitchell song and the script pages were sent to Nicole Gidman. Um, that's how they kind of like enticed her to take the role. Mm. So they're like, hey, listen to this awesome Joni Mitchell yeah, song. <laughs> You'll be singing along too. Any lady worth her salt, if there's a Joni Mitchell song in it, you jump on it. You're going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, I just thought it was funny the last two couple of movies we've done. There's been a little like uh, music drama. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> um, apparently. Uh, A composer named Michael Nyman wrote an entire score for this Mm. movie, um, and it was not used. They went with Alan Silvestri. Um, But according to an interview um, from Soundtrack.net, he felt the music he wrote was sexy and sleazy and humorous (laughs) and scary and very high quality. (laughs) It was bigly. (laughs) And... um, Apparently, Warner Brothers thought it wasn't like Hollywood enough, and they went with the different direction, which was Alvin Silvestri's score and then the Stevie Nicks mm. uh, music as well. Um, I don't know. I'm almost uh, wondering because uh, when we get into it, I have some notes that I would notice of some of the music throughout, and I kind of think um, a sexy, sleazy soundtrack might have tied it in a little more. Yeah, because some of it was like glaring yes you know what i mean (laughs) i will will (laughs) i'll just say it now it was like glaringly aggressive like jaunty pilgrim music jaunty pilgrim (laughs) especially when they were like about to have sex her and the cop it was weird right it was like So, yeah, so, I, again, where I feel like they kind of should have maybe stuck with the original yeah. uh, vibes of the, of the music, at least, for certain things. I think the Stevie Nicks inclusion and the Joni Mitchell songs were Nailed it, yeah. Nailed it. That was... For sure. That was enjoyable. But, yeah, I would say some of the original score, uh, I, 
I wasn't that impressed. Right. I would have liked to have heard that uh, original. But, you know, hmm. it was the 90s. Yeah. And uh, it was almost like homeward bound music. <laughs> <laughs> the journey home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the project. Um, before Practical Magic that Nicole Kidman did was Eyes Wide Shut, um, which, you know, as we know, is a Kubrick film. And uh, so at that point, she had gotten used to doing like 70 to 80 takes of a scene because we all know Kubrick was Mm. like bonkers, like when it came to that stuff. Um, And Sandra Bullock has been kind of like writing with... um, that kind of 90s wave, you know, that she was going into coming down from speed. I feel like this is when she really started, like, making her way into the rom-coms mm-hmm. and, like, you know, that kind of quirky, funny stuff she does. Um, so, apparently, like, Nicole Kidman uh, went pretty hard, like, still for some some scenes in this, like, the exorcism scene. <laughs> they actually had a rubber floor because mm. she was, like, wanting to, like... You know, really? I'm like, Go I'm like, she just came from the Kubrick School of Acting. <laughs> <laughs> she had to really had to uh, ham, it up a little bit. ham it up for that practical magic. <laughs> hey, we're all appreciative, Nicole. <laughs> uh, um, some quality A plus acting in this movie. And then, uh, I mean, some, they had some great people like Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, Stalker Channing, um, Diane Weist. <laughs> <laughs> It's all these are like a a yeah. women, you know. Yeah, and especially during that time, oh, like yeah. you know, this is when all of them were uh, very relevant. Still, right? They were like in the height of their career, mm-hmm, really. Mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, yet again, <laughs> brought really bad, I guess, tequila uh, for the midnight margarita scene. Mm-hmm. So, in a lot of that scene, they were actually drinking. That's awesome. Um, and getting a little little dranky drunk. Everybody um, in the club getting tipsy. Which some of it will also get there when we get there. It makes a little sense now after I read that fact. Uh, some things I noticed in some mm-hmm. of that scene. So I'm like, oh. A real witch served as a consultant on the film. So much like the craft, you know, like right. they do know there are Wiccans, like, you know, people who practice like paganism. Like these are real, based on real religions that people practice. Don't want to offend. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. So, apparently, she uh, became unhappy with her contract, <laughs> and um, she claims that she wanted a percentage of the movie. Um, I think she wanted to do kind of like some book deals, um, like an extra 250 Um she wanted like a piece of the pie when I think all she did was some like basic consulting. Right. Like I don't think she had too much of an input on a lot of the other stuff. Well, I mean, it's based on a book. She didn't write the exactly. Book. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, but apparently she got so pissed that she did like curse them. Like she left a voicemail for the director when he was like, I can't like lady that they're not going to let me do this for you. Um, so I guess she like left a, a message like where she's speaking in tongues. <laughs> and <laughs> the director Dunn um, did have her paid off apparently and then also had a exorcism ceremony performed and he was quoted as I'm open minded enough to at least spend a hundred bucks on an exorcism hey I get you done I would totally have done the same thing <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny though where they even paid her and off I like that he admitted to that I know where he's like mm, just in hey, case you know <laughs> Um. <laughs> so yeah i thought that was what's the harm very funny 
as I also stated earlier, it is based on a book. Um, Alice Hoffman's novel, though, was quite different. They never live with their aunts. There's no curse. Mm, Antonia and Kylie's ages are switched. So I guess the older and younger were flip-flop for some reason. Um, there are no midnight margaritas. Yeah, no midnight margaritas. And it also focuses more on the young children's story oh, than even the mother's. So kind of what they're they're doing with the aunts and Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock, but in the book it's actually Nicole Kidman and then I guess Sandra Bullock's children. Um mm. Yeah. Still so, want to read it. Yeah, so quite different. And then it is part of a series because she released oh. this book and then later does prequel books. Nice. Yeah, because it, like I said, the ants um, are actually a very, very tiny part of even the first book. And the film originally was imagined as um, a much darker part of the story, uh, which does make me believe that the book might also be a little darker in the subject matter of the the murder, <laughs> essentially. <Yeah. laughs> so, so it says Warner Brothers edited the film down to take a, the lighter story it is today. Okay. To me, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, so those were the fun facts, and now Jess is going to take it away with some of the you googled summary. Sally and Jillian Owens, born into a magical family, have mostly avoided witchcraft themselves. But when Jillian's vicious boyfriend, Jimmy Angelove, dies unexpectedly, the Owens sisters give themselves a crash course in hard magic. With policeman Gary Hallett growing suspicious, the girls struggle to resurrect Angelove and unwittingly inject his corpse with an evil spirit that threatens to end their family line. So I'm just going to start in straight away um, with what we had talked about uh, Warner Brothers editing it, editing, 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 editing. <laughs> <laughs> with Warner Brothers editing, um, it makes way more sense to me because when I remembered this movie, it was uh, very boring. Like I, oh really? Yes, my recollections were it kind of dragging, um, not really being very eventful. Mm. Um, and I remember there, for some reason, always thinking, "Oh, there's like hardly no magic in this movie." Really? Those? Yeah, I kid you <clears throat> not. I don't know what movie I saw. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. I have no idea. You might be thinking of the Witches of Eastwick. That one doesn't have hardly any magic in it, really. Yeah, I just, for some reason, my recollections of this film were very boring and lackluster, and I was just never into it. Um, I remember watching it at your house, even, and I remember you enjoying it. Oh, Um, yeah, because I I love this movie. I watched it all the time. Yeah, I never owned it. It wasn't anything that I saw on repeat too often enough. And I vaguely remembered the house being cool. Yeah. Like the White House. Yeah. Like just the the spiral type. Yeah. Like lighthouse looking Mm -hmm. top type thing. I don't know. I remember the house being cool. And that was kind of it. Uh, 
totally forgot there was a curse or (laughs) (laughs) anything anything, relevant anything (laughs) relevant did not remember so this was a fun watch for me of just it's kind of like watching for the first time again almost Mm -hmm. yeah so for you you are gonna have uh the the memories what are your yeah i didn't even take that many notes because i've seen this movie so many times you just know it that well well i thought i did at first but these past three years have been a total blur um i don't remember the last three years apparently (laughs) i think it's been three years since i've seen it now um so when I, i was a kid like the love story i remembered the most and i remember the spell of her writing down all the qualities of the boy she wanted. I didn't think it was because, so she wouldn't have a broken heart. Yeah. Like, I never remembered that part of it. Just like, oh, these are exactly the qualities I wanted a man. Here you go. Yay. <laughs> Here you go, universe. And make it. I don't know if you remember, but I think we both had one. I, I did for sure. A scrap box. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so my list of all the qualities I wanted. Oh my God, is a, that why we made that list? Yes, was because <laughs> of practical magic. I didn't remember. I thought, was, and I was in my scrapbook for years. I, I, I had that list in my scrapbook yeah. too, but I didn't know that's where the, idea, where the came idea came from. from. Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, now that makes me also appreciate this movie a little more than yeah. I than I wanted. <laughs> that's, that's very where sweet. where it came from. Oh. So yeah, so you have great memories of this movie and you associate good things with it. And like I said, the aesthetic of it was Mm -hmm. always fall to me. Love it. Mm -hmm. Um, Sandra Bullock is gorgeous in this. Even my husband (laughs) last night when I was watching it. And both um, of them really are for sure. But Andrew, he said he's not like he never was a huge Sandra Bullock. Like, oh my god, she's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But he said that this is the best movie. He was like, she looks good, and then yeah, <laughs> like I was like, she really does. Like, she has something definitely like an aura or yes. something about her where she's just really hot. Yes, in the movie. Nicole Kidman, yes, is pretty, but I still think Sandra has it going on more. Yeah, I agree. All right, so with that, let's uh, let's just kind of dive in. I will say straight up, like we discussed, um, with it fall and the vibes, aesthetic, like it definitely is all those things. Um, I do think it still holds up as being a comfy, cozy movie, mm-hmm. and I can see why there is the cult following there is for it. Um, I just missed that bus. Because <laughs> it opens with the narration, which they don't really upkeep with too much. Until, like, yeah. So it feels just like very, oh, it's just that uh, that pattern or symptom of the 90s cinema, if you will. Right. Where there's always that, like, over-narration in the beginning of these kinds of <laughs> yeah, movies, that was, you know? Yeah, that made me giggle when it started out. Because the, it's almost like, a, also, oh, like, fried green tomatoes right, or, like, right. any of those, yeah. like, how to sew an American quilt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that one. Wasn't oh, I doing a writer in that? Yes. <laughs> now, see, now that's my practical magic. Uh, really? I think so. Oh, not to me. That one was boring. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. That one was mine. Uh, so yeah, the opening narration right away. I was like, don't remember that. That's kind of cheesy. But again, like I said, it was just yeah. uh, definitely a trend of that era. Um, going into the lore with the curse. I felt like this wasn't 100% necessary. Yeah. It was a little too much exposition shoved at you the, uh, right away. Ma- Maria. 
the yes. whole scene. Mm-hmm. Maria. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The Death Watch Beetle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of just thrown in there. That um, was creepy, because uh, you know how I feel about bugs. Apparently, that's also, a, like, a real thing from, I think, certain cultures. Mm, okay. So, um, yeah, but again, it feels like they just kind of throw it in there, along with... The curse. The curse, and, yeah, like, the Maria, the ancestor stuff. Little, little much in the beginning. Well, I mean, I get, I get it, because... They had to explain why it was a curse because she was so bitter mm. that it her spell turned into a curse because it backfired. It backfired on her. on her. Okay, because what was the original spell again? I had um, already forgot. For her true love, I guess, was supposed to meet. Oh yeah, and he never something. showed he never up. Showed up. Okay, he was gonna. Okay. She was banished to the island. Yes, and he was supposed to come rescue her, and he never showed up. So, and she's knocked up and just left on an island. Left on an island. Yep, barefoot and pregnant. But I was like, that's the, that's, that's the life I want. <laughs> Barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> Just leave me on an island. <laughs> Don't come for me. <laughs> uh, so then it quickly um, sets us into the present. Well, semi-present. It's still kind of giving you backstory, isn't it? About oh, yeah, the girls. The girls, because um, they kind of go into the curse, um, has just, Keep on keeping on, basically. Yeah. Um, so Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman's characters are children, and their father dies. Their mother brings them uh, to go. They all live with the the ants because their mother died of a broken heart. Yeah. Which I don't. I never knew if that was like she was so depressed and got a bed and died, or if she like killed herself. Yeah, they don't really, they don't really specify. So we're just oh, they died. They all died tragic, sad. Yeah. Tragic, <laughs> sad. Um. <clears throat> oh, so I did put which brunch is life? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because this is when they're showing them in their child, their childhood, yeah. and this is where I'm like, okay, I see all the cozy vibes, like why people are all about like the the feeling that this, I guess, movie it kind evokes. of evokes, yeah. yeah. Uh, cause all the kitchen looks yummy, but then it gets dark and this is where, like I said, a lot of the, the, the edits make sense of like when it shows them watching as children, like the ants doing love spells in the kitchen for like, like the town spell. the fucking dove. Yeah. And like needle through its heart, yeah. like kind of shit, like dark, like dark, dark Be stuff. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's like a weird juxtaposition that starts in this movie. And it starts right there yeah. with the, the bird killing. Which is like, <laughs> I don't ever want to fall in love. I can't wait to fall in love. I know. <laughs> you little psycho. <laughs> Did you notice at the end that lady was at the end in the circle? Oh, it was. Yes. Yeah. I thought I was like, who is that lady again? Oh, so it was her from yeah, the it was beginning. Her from the beginning. Okay. So they firmly establish um, in this uh, time-lapsed um, lifetime of the girls, basically, Growing up. that Sandra Bullock is the more practical one, doesn't want to fall in love. Uh, they have what Sandra Bullock does best, being the dorky woman who's I know. secretly beautiful. Who's secretly super hot as soon as she takes her glasses off. Exactly. <laughs> the old she's all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Nicole Kidman's character, um, Jillian, is the very giggly, seductress, boy crazy. Boy crazy. Um, she leaves. She gets out of town. She's leaving. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be 
Uh, because that's where they also throw in how the townsfolk, like, just fucking hate them. No, they're witches, and witch, witch, you're a bitch. Yes! Is what the eight-year-old children are taunting them with and throwing rocks at them. Again, where it's, like, little darker than you're expecting when it's going to, like, lovely brunch spreads and... You know, children giggling and... Uh, Running about with butterfly wings. Hey, you want to play? Witch! Witch! You're <laughs> a bitch! <laughs> then it gets dark again. You're like, damn. <laughs> like, he threw a fucking rock at her head. Yeah. <laughs> so this is all intermingled together. And then it's fast-forwarding, basically. Like, uh, Nicole Kidman gets out of Dodge. And Sandra Bullock continues to live her life with her aunts um, in the shitty town. And then the narration becomes, like... San- Sandy Bullock mm-hmm. writing to her sister. Yes, yeah. Like that's how the narration That's kind on. of how they're able to continue the narration throughout. Unless you know it's been three years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because then she's like, oh, I'll never fall in love. Oh, but here's this man, this delivery man pushing a dolly of fruit. And this is where they also, are we supposed to have known because it's the beginning and, and again, they kind of, the way they cram just everything, like I said in the beginning, uh, that's where it gets just a little convoluted because do they show the ants putting the love spell on them? No, they just or show her like the... Or we see them making eye contact in the market and then they're ready to like jump each other's bones. Well, because then remember when she's like digging in the dirt and they're like, anytime now. And then she goes, this kiss. This. I know, of course, that's stupid faith. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I remember that scene though when I was a kid watching it and it was like... <gasps> And the way she looked in those shorts, like running, oh my God, she was so beautiful. <laughs> like, yes. I know. I, like, I want to be her. So watching it last night, though, I'm like, so she has just like a deer in headlights look and she's like running into the town and he just looks like, yeah, he's like full zombie. He's like, holy shit. <laughs> And then the next thing you know, yeah, they've been married. It's three years later. She's now narrating through her letters. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, now she's all of a sudden, like, not worried about the curse, I guess. Or she is. I guess she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Living her life. Hurries up. Pops out. Two children. In three years. In three years. And they're that old? No, and that's, oh, where, okay. yeah. that's when it fast forward. See, that's more, again, guess, right? they don't, yeah, they don't do a good job of doing their time jumps because mm-hmm. it's, again, kind of convoluted very much in that beginning of the setup. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that they didn't do a Halloween H2O where <laughs> they spent, you know, the like majority of the movie doing all this stuff over and over on repeat, but. There were so many montages yeah. throughout this movie. If they would have just got rid of the montage, they could have possibly done, you know, some of the beginning a little more justice or explanation. Like, I don't know, just that little extra oomph, I guess. I felt very flat when watching this movie personally. And that was one of the things was the beginning. Yeah, is this whole part. And boom, they're together. Boom, all of a sudden, the death cricket or what yeah, was the it? Death. <laughs> When he rubs his legs together, you die. (laughs) Oh my god, I'd be all about that movie. (laughs) Don't tell me, Cricket! Give me Death Cricket! Jiminy Death Cricket! And throughout this, they've been showing glimpses of Nicole Kidman kind of living her boy crazy lifestyle as well. And it seems like she is just pretty much bebopping around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of living their scoot, best scoot, lives. Scoot, scoot, do. Yep. <laughs> scoot, scoot, and boogie. Yeah. 
<laughs> doing what every young 20 year old does sleeping her way through <laughs> yeah <laughs> sleeping her way through city to city and uh sandra bullock is playing um like homemaker basically and they're making their dreams together and yeah death cricket shows up <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and then that gross ass thing goes through her floorboards and instead Dane, of like going to her husband and be like, hey, the death cricket is after you. She's like, I'll just kill the death cricket. That will solve everything. Exactly. That was my concern too. I'm like, why wouldn't you just go look for your husband? Right. It's a small town. You, you know where he's going to be. You know what his job entails. Why, yeah, why would you try to stop the beetle or whatever it actually and is? And how would that truck hit him that Quickly, if there's like a horde of bicyclists, wouldn't the truck have to slow down for the bicyclist? I, Where did the truck come from? Very convenient. He was hit straight ahead. The truck didn't see a man standing in the middle of the street. I know. And this is like some podunk like Main Street. Yeah. So why like 30 miles an hour yeah, anyway? Exactly. So this is where they start losing me. Like where I'm like, oh, all right. This is why I remember it being kind of like ooh, cheesy. It's like, a little hokey. Hokey. There we go. Hokey. Yeah. Um, so I apologize because I know you love this movie and I really thought with this watch, like maybe I would finally see like why, why it's such a cult classic now, uh, in the appeal. Like, again, I can see some parts, um, but some of these parts just more, this ain't it. This part was not it. <laughs> you know what I did love though at the beginning before she meets her husband mm-hmm. is there and Diane Weist or whatever is. Hello, hi, good morning, good morning, Sansa. And then nobody is like, oh my God. Right, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> She's saying hi to literally everybody and nobody is saying it mm-hmm. back. Uh, and this- I love that they don't give a shit and they get out about and do their thing anyway. Oh, for sure, yeah. I like how their characters handle it. Um, how the movie handled it, though, is that's all we ever see really is the disdain for them. Mm-hmm. and Till the end. The children chanting obscenities. <laughs> <laughs> So he dies. Um, they have the sister connection that they do basically imply throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least they do foreshadowing for that throughout this again, like these montage scenes, kind of that they do a lot throughout this movie. Nicole Kidman has finally been with the Angel off, Angel off, and that's when they do <laughs> into Jimmy that Earth. scene. Jimmy Angel. And they, like, repeat it. I and always thought she was just saying... I didn't know that was his last name as a kid. I always mm. thought she was saying, like, just Jimmy Angel or Angel Love, because that's what... I don't know. <laughs> Until I had it on subtitles, and I was like, oh, that's his last name, Angel Love. It was, but it was just a weird turn. Angel Love, Angel Love, Angel Love. Yeah, like, sometimes it felt like it was two different movies at once. Yeah. Like, Well, because it wholesome... was supposed to be, like, her was, like, she was the dangerous side, and she was the wholesome side. Yeah, and that would make... I wish they would have played that more, like, or just showed it to us in a... Just a, a better way, I guess. <laughs> you find out he's been murdering He's, like, a women. serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's where I'm, like, they don't... What the fuck? <laughs> he brands them with his ring, apparently. Yeah. His face. So they show you glimpses of her like, but are they basically really saying that her character, that Jillian was falling in love with this guy? Yeah. Okay. Until, until she didn't. I mean, until she was trying to get away from him. Until he starts choking her and punching her in the face. Well, until she called her and said, I'm scared. He's my Dracula cowboy. (laughs) That Dracula cowboy thing. So is that going for him? Is that where have they already met up at this point? Like, had she already showed up for her sister when her husband died and then left? 
No, it was, her husband died, so Nicole Kidman came to grieve with her, to like, yeah. comfort her, and then she goes back, and then when oh, she goes okay. back, that's when That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's where they do explain, finally, because, like I said, they really do focus on Sandra Bullock, of course, yeah. and what's happening with her for a bit. She's going to yeah. have a broken heart, just and like they, her mama. Okay, and they show the sister <laughs> connection, and she does show up for her, but then, of the course, they go their separate ways. The sister connection. The sister connection. <laughs> So, yeah, basically, I guess it's supposed to... If we get a little implication that he's been escalating. Right. And because when she goes back, I guess it's still been a while. Because then she's still writing letters to her about... Uh, yeah, again, how they, like, explain time frames in this movie yeah. is where I got confused. It does kind of jump around a bit without mm-hmm. explanation. Yeah. So that's when, basically, yeah, she needs her help. But she was close enough to... For Sandra Bullock to drive there. And then whatever happened to her car? Did she ever get her car back? Because <laughs> she drove to pick her up. They drove back in Jimmy Angelove's car that got yeah. impounded. This is where they are horrible crime committers. Like, they keep the dead dude's Whose car. Whose car is that? Oh, it's mine. Um, You didn't even change the license plate. Yeah, and then where's Sandra Bullock's <laughs> yeah, car? We're at the car. hotel. Yeah, obviously. That she was able to drive <clears throat> to. <clears throat> right. And then even Nicole Kidman's character does say, like, when Sandra Bullock arrives there to help her or something like, oh, he's been having us move around and move around, like, go from place to place. But so weren't they in Arizona before? So, yeah, they even kind of don't really let you know, like, location Well, I guess so, because he had Arizona plates on his car. Yeah. So I always thought initially, okay, so she left Arizona to go be with her sister, but they never really imply either where the sisters live. They live on an island, but, like, I assume if there was, like, witches being burned there, it would it be on like, the East Coast. Yeah, that's what I was assuming. So that would be a long drive from but, Arizona. From Arizona yeah. But then in between... Well, it said that she had to drive all night. So okay. all night. From a crime perspective, because, let's be straight up, I'm going to like a murder mystery more than a love story. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, this is where I, there was just more unanswered questions from that perspective of the movie. Totally terrible mind committers. Like you you don't, you don't bury him in your own yard. Yard. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you said you left your, your own personal car that has your information, like your license plates and stuff at the hotel they were staying at. Well, the cop already had her letter from, I guess, Jimmy Angel Love's house. Is that where he intercepted her letter from? I suppose so. Yeah, because I'm like, well, if they'd been moving around, then how had she been writing to, to her sister? Uh-uh. Or like, oh, we're going to be at this next stop? Like, how were they actually <laughs> keeping in time? Again, this is where there's just like plot holes kind P.O. of. Box. Yeah, so that kind of, that part all confused me just a little bit of just how they thought they were going to get away with this crime and the letter writing and how oh, that whole little just yeah. I, again it's the time frame i didn't have a clear and concise time frame <laughs> they were also stupid in that she's like my tiger's eye like just leave yeah nothing um, was worth you going back for no not absolutely not not at that point you know like how violent he was becoming and then your sister came Witches or not, like, obviously you two together could barely overcome this guy. Right. So, um, yeah, Tiger's Eye ended up being, like, bad luck, not good luck. Exactly. (laughs) And this is when it gets darker and darker for a little bit. (laughs) The whole, you're always on my mind. (laughs) I listened to that on my way over here today. (laughs) Well, and then he gets them both in the car. Now it's like a full kidnapping 
Because he had a gun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, like, making them drive. Um, they're pulled over eventually. Why did they even pull over? Because he had a he had piss. A pee. Okay. Yeah. And, that's and he had the car keys. And she knows the Belladonna's in the car mm-hmm. uh, with them. So they're going to try to knock him out some more. Because isn't that when she was like, he should have already been passed out by now? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when he starts to choke her mm-hmm. and... And he finally... out on top of her. Exactly. Oh, he dies on top of her. Mm-hmm. But that would be scary as fuck. They're like, when he, she picked him up and his eyes are all open. Just like... Yeah. <laughs> well, also, too, that is the thing. He's been being drugged with this stuff the whole time. So are we just supposed to believe he had an intolerance? Uh, like, not an intolerance, but a tolerance. Well, you saw how much she used to put in there, though. She would pour some in her hand and then just sprinkle some in there. Sandra Bullock poured like half the envelope in there oh okay okay so it was like a substantial amount but why wouldn't he have passed out sooner then like that's where why was it delayed instead of quicker i don't know i don't know <laughs> i'm not a potions I, expert again just things snape i'm like it was enough <laughs> to kill him but i don't know but then their answer is necromancy yeah we just want him alive so then he can go be somebody else's problem like, you want to bring a demon back just so he can be alive so you don't get arrested? And that's where I was and thinking... And then have well, him, what, drive off and live his life? <laughs> like, what was the end game? Live his best demon life. <laughs> yeah, like, that was my question, too, was, I get you don't want to be found for murder. Like, yeah, like, oh, you killed this guy. But he was a piece of shit anyway and wanted a wanted serial killer. Exactly. And then... Even Nicole Kidman's like, oh, what are they going to believe us? Because they poisoned him. That would be the one thing of why the fuck did you have this poison to begin with? Like, you are going to have an yeah, investigation. Yeah, answer for like, that. You didn't just shoot him. This ain't Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Like, you, like, poisoned him with, like, Belladonna or something. <laughs> um, so I can kind of get that. So at that point, though, like you said, he's a piece of shit. He already tried to kill you. Um, just hack up the body like get rid of the body (laughs) throw some balls ladies (laughs) you made your bed yeah now lie in it but instead they're like no let's bring the guy back to life right in the house with my children yeah no they were were they out of town oh they were at the full moon moon festival but they were still gonna be coming back yeah they've like reiterated that sandra bullock is like not about the magic life isn't really wanting her kids to learn it Mm -hmm. is kind of made even points to her aunts that like she she was a total bitch when they first moved back in with the aunts like this is the rules you will not do magic you will not do well um you're living in their house lady Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly (laughs) like Um, you still don't call the shots exactly you had to move out of your own house when your husband died because you couldn't afford it well and that's the thing too because she She's mad at them because they cast the spell, a love spell. Oh, that's right. That's so they thought that mad. would make that's her right, happy, right. and they thought that he wouldn't die because she didn't really love him. Yeah. Is that what they're saying? That so. They said they didn't think that she would really be that, like, true love with him or mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. and Because all they did was a little nudge, like, oh, hey, just go make out with him. It'll be fun. And then she really fell in love with him. Oh, so it wasn't even like... It wasn't even a spell. They said, we just gave you a nudge. They just... When they said any moment now, they made her go meet him in the mm. thing and then they like made out and they thought, oh yeah, so everything, have some fun. Everything after <laughs> that though was her genuinely... Was her just genuinely falling in love with him and being in love with him. Oh, okay, That wasn't yeah. fake. 
Yeah, so she really, okay, so yeah. So she so, was overreacting about that. I, I agree then. Okay, because I didn't, I thought like they did like a full-on love spell or something. No, I don't where, think it like, was that serious. Yeah, okay, okay. That makes a little more sense. Um, but yeah, again, I'm like, just chop up the body though. <laughs> um, because also, he's supposed to be like a Bulgarian, like foreigner, like that came over here because he wants to be a cowboy. And then like you said, you find he's been killing people anyway, now, if it hadn't been for the cops looking for him, though, for, no one would have missed For murder. Him. Yeah, like, no one knows where he is. All they like, had to do was go back to the hotel, switch the cars out, wipe off their fingerprints, or just go burn the fucking car somewhere, go drive it in a lake. Right? Anything. Like, anything to, like... Anything. Get rid of this guy. You're, you're a witch. Yeah. Obviously, you should be able to hide a body. <laughs> So, no. So, they do. They bring a demon, I guess, this guy. Yeah. But it's still kind of him, though, right? It's still... I thought when I read this, you know, summary, mm-hmm. the you Google summary, I didn't realize that they brought back a spirit within him. I thought that was just him and he was just kind of fucking evil. I, yeah. I thought he was the evil spirit. Yeah. That's what um, I thought. Because as soon as he, he still, does... He kept saying his, his line, his one-liners... <laughs> And as soon as he becomes back alive, he instantly is choking Nicole Kidman yeah. saying, I want to marry you yeah. or something. Marry me. <laughs> something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and then she kills him right away again. Yeah, with a, a skillet, cast, cast iron. iron. Good old cast iron. So yeah, so then they do kill him again. And then this time, they're like, okay, yeah, let's dispose of the body. So I do appreciate, because when I'm first like, oh, we'll just talk, oh, that's why they didn't, ha ha. Like, it almost made it like a comedic kind of element. Um, I would have appreciated more more comedy in it, since they were, tr- like, again, it seems like they were trying to take a lighthearted approach, but it was fairly <laughs> dark subject matter to do so. <clears throat> right. The comedy might have been able to, to break it up a little bit. Yeah, but they bury him very poorly. <laughs> In the lawn. Yeah, right in front of their fucking house. Right in front of the house. And the lawn always looks so perfect. So I feel like it would be even more obvious. Rain or not. Well, because then it grew like a whole entire rose vine anyway. Yeah. So. And does he show up that fucking quickly? Yes. Because there's While like she's the whole... like chopping the roses down. Okay, because I feel like there's a whole other like montage kind of scene. Like they go into the phone tree stuff. Because she's like trying out her products in her store and then she's like if you need me you know where to find me yeah but it's supposed to be cares. very like soon after the murder correct i don't know you know like time again yeah this, with the time because i know because she said that the roses grew overnight like her daughter did okay yeah so the roses grow overnight she's going to her job basically nicole kidman is moving in with them now yeah um But yeah, she's instantly in a bad mood because it's phone tree day, not because you guys had to bury a body. Yeah, yeah. That still is the weird thing to be upset about. Considering (laughs) all of the events. It's the icing on the cake. (laughs) It's, you know, sometimes when so much big shit piles on, it's the one little thing that you get the most pissed about. I guess. And then that's where I'm like, phone tree day? What the fuck is this? Why does this even matter? Like, was what I was Because they use it at the end. Exactly. But when, as I'm watching, I'm like, this is fucking Fucking stupid. Fucking phone tree. Phone tree bullshit. (laughs) Like, the town fucking hates you. Like, why do you even Uh, go to these things? Because she wants a normal life. She Uh, wants to be normal. and And then she kept saying, we had it. 
We had it. What did you? Because the kids were still saying the same. Yeah, they were still getting bullied. Yeah, they were still calling them witch, witch. You're a bitch. Yeah, right in front of your fucking store. Exactly. So were you that normal? Well, and ever? How old? No. Well, they said within three years. Did he die within three years? He couldn't have because the girls were not three. Exactly. So again, the time frame. I'm like, well, how how long was she with the regular dude? Like, why wasn't he afraid of her or he didn't care? So did the townspeople get to know them more when he was alive? And then that's when he the, died, that was my assumption. But I guess just, after he died, they became the weird weirdos again. I, that's no what I was wondering. Around. Yeah, because like, oh, did they ostracize her again? Because they're like, oh, it is true. Look, you killed. Probably. You know. they, okay. Well, because they did say at that one point, and she was like, I'm not saying she murdered him. I'm saying she shook his hand, and then later he died. It's mysterious. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that would make sense then of... But it still seems, okay, so I guess maybe she did have it, and then she lost it again, because true. when the husband's true, true. death brought yeah. on the town questioning this again. Mistrust of her. That would make sense, but they don't really relay that cl- as clear as they needed to. Um, another music montage kicks in several times, uh, and then they get shwasted yeah, the with the midnight, midnight margaritas. margaritas. I still enjoyed that scene. I still really liked the dancing and the lime and the coconut sequence. But then it was weird because then <laughs> they were all around the table like, yes, that was what I was gonna <laughs> say. <You're true. laughs> the beginning, I enjoyed. It was cute. It was yeah, the very. But I was under the assumption that it was like the evilness that was permeating and like the. I guess like, that it's kind of like that would make sense. Out. But again, I feel like they just didn't display that in a well a well enough way because it took a really weird turn again because the movie they're trying to play it off uh, again. It, this is I guess Warner Brothers was the editing right. Of of trying to make it so lighthearted and then just all this dark stuff doesn't doesn't seem to fit into the puzzle as well as they seem to have thought it did <laughs> for me because yeah they're saying like terrible things to each other right. and i feel like they even get and then knowing that they were actually drunk when they filmed some of this i'm like ooh, was that like is that why it's is uncomfortable it, it was it's like too real, real. <laughs> little too real and uh, so then they instantly get sober, though. So, and this is when the ants decide to leave, right? Because that's when they start arguing, don't they? Well, that, and then they're like, they won't tell them what's going on. Oh, because like, they well, do we, know we, something's we, we up. We handled it. Mm, yeah, so they know okay. something's up, and they said, oh, we handled it. And they said, oh, you handled it, so then you need to take care of your own mess then, if you're in a mess. Mm-hmm. Like, handle your own shit. Yeah. And then they're like, what about the girls? So that's why they gave the girls a necklace of the hanging tree from Maria. (laughs) I totally forgot about that part. I think every time I've seen this movie, I have not noticed that. And then when she's like, what's that ugly thing around your neck? Yeah. I didn't, I don't remember any of that part. Straight up like hanging rope around her neck. What? That's why I said I was like, this is supposed to be like, oh, it's so romantic and sweet, but it's so dark. Which you would think I would love, but I just don't feel like they meld. Like again, yeah, they didn't meld it well enough. It was just some weird. And then how her daughter was the only one that saw him. That was weird. Yeah, and they don't go into that much other than they're just implying, I guess, you know, that the the daughter also has magical abilities. But that means what? She's clairvoyant, I guess, because she can actually see him. Yeah. Because they don't see him, like you said. But then later, (laughs) when they have... 
his ghost just like popping up like hey late in the night he's like I did not remember that part at all with the uh, sheriff or the detective guy it was so stupid like even I think that was before I did like how his eyes were like super bright but yeah and that was when they do yeah they show the detective does show up later Uh, my first impression this is what I wrote down when the love interest does show up um looks old not cute yeah um like a great value rick grimes character from the walking dead (laughs) you know i'm talking about andrew lincoln yeah he looked like a generic andrew lincoln and i did not like him as and i don't remember seeing him in anything else after this i looked him up um when i was doing the research nothing really yeah Mm. that stuck out to me that i'm like oh that yeah, yeah, that yeah. Guy. he stayed busy it seems but nothing i was familiar right with. um yeah i wasn't crazy about him either. yeah i was not crazy about him and even is, back in the day i never really cared for him either i liked the love story aspect i just didn't like him him yeah as the love the love interest, interest. Um, again, another um, montage now. After, yeah, they did the whole roses scene. Like, yeah, she's being way too nice to this cop. I get it, though, that she's, like, supposed to be, I guess. Well, it's her one true love, so. Yeah, attracted to him. <clears throat> and, like, she says even, I think, a couple of times, like, she feels like she can't lie to him or she has to tell right. the truth, these things. So, okay, I get it. You know, if it's with magic, whatever. But um, still, you murdered someone. Exactly. And the body is right there. And you have two little girls. You want your sister to raise them because you will go to jail. Exactly. And now I can understand, I guess, with her saying you want to come in because he was right there where the body's buried. So, of course, get him away from the body. But instead, I would be like more of, you don't have a warrant? Get the fuck off my property. Exactly. Like- <laughs> These people were just way too nice to the cops. And then uh, this is where I put jaunty pilgrim music. This is when they went hard with it when he's going around the town. Yeah. Uh, Again, another montage scene. I feel like instead of doing these montages with this music, they should have just done certain key scenes to really progress the story. So it was getting a little tired of the montages for me at this point. Yeah, I didn't mind them. (laughs) You're like, yeah, I loved it. Especially when... um, after they've like you know he basically proclaimed his love for her or whatever mm-hmm. and then it's like they uh or is this already towards the end now i can't remember but it's like her standing there in like the moonlight and then it's the stevie nicks song yes <laughs> I love that was song. that when he proclaimed his love or was that just when they've like been having a point of contention i thought it was when they because I think they talk about how they're attracted to one another. Yeah. And he's like, but you need to tell me what's going on. Because I think he knows. Okay, it was like, I think it was like up. right after that part. Because is yeah. that when they find um, the frog and he coughs up the guy's the ring. ring? Yeah, she's like, oh, I've been looking for that. Because it's one of the demon frogs. So the frog does, yeah, the frog ring. I do, we do the find that out ring. later because she goes to him to confess. Yeah, and then that's yeah, when you see what, all yeah. of the information. Um, but as she's confessing, this is when they, yeah, aggressively make out. And then she for sure knows that his eyes are two different colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and she gets a little freaked out. Because he's got a star. This whole time... And I get that a lot of love stories do this where there's uh, some big impending doom or danger, but there's also the love story happening. But 
Just the crime fan in me is more of like, what about the body? You have to cover your tracks. Why aren't you getting a lawyer? <laughs> and like his feet are, have already risen. I know. I haven't even done anything about it. I know. I'm like, the body's going to bloat. It's going to start making pockets that are like opened up to where it's going to make a sinkhole of it. <laughs> I'm getting way too hard into as I'm watching this. I feel like there's the impending yeah. doom of like you're gonna get arrested, but no, I had not. to remember this isn't that kind of movie. Right. So I think that was another reason for me of why I couldn't enjoy it because it it felt like it was hard for me to get out of the more suspense thriller. <laughs> like what's gonna happen? what's gonna happen? Oh my gosh, you gotta get arrested! Um. <laughs> so this is when it starts getting to yeah more of the ghost the possession and that's and again a, a weird turn because I felt like it was like really going into the love story aspect a little bit of her realizing oh this is the love spell I did and yeah but then she's like because <clears throat> I think it was after because they thought that he killed the ghost with a star yeah, because oh, the star's gonna be his favorite shape. We gotta throw that in there. He's a oh, because he's a cop and he has a badge with a star on it. I thought only sheriffs had the star though. Is I thought that... so too. That's why I was confused as well. Yeah. Oh well. Deputy Stupid. sheriff. We have the standoff. The first standoff. Yeah. She is so like sure that he killed him. Yeah, yeah. Because like, he touched the silver star. Yeah. I'm assuming because it was silver, right? Is that what... I don't know. They like, don't They don't explain it. It's not a cross. It. It's, yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's not a cross. So it wouldn't be like a demon. Yeah, like... Ugh. But I thought silver was like werewolves. Um, I think it can be for a lot like of spirits and things. stuff too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. But again, they don't super explain that. And... Uh, yeah, so the cop's kind of fucked up now. Because he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, he's like, what did I just say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they kind of apply that uh, he's going to maybe just ignore the, the murder. And they're going to yeah. just go their separate ways. They're just going to go, you do what you do, I do what I do, yeah. and see what happens. Yeah, because she's basically like... And that's uh, when it was like the moon Stevie Nicks yes, scene. Like, yeah. you kill them, but, you know... I made this love spell when I was a kid, so now I can't trust it. Like you, oh, that's only, right, right. You know, again, they have that thing, but again, this is where I something sweet and then takes a turn to the dark because you're like, oh, angel off, guys. He's now possessed her. Yeah. Again, kind of convoluted. Like if you really start breaking and we talk about this movie, it it has a lot of moving parts. That I wish they could have explored. Oh, for sure, more. it's got like three different stories going mm-hmm. on, and I really time. do like the concept of it. I, I do, but the, uh, yeah, and then they throw in an exorcism. Yeah, well, it's not really. And then I was like, why are they boiling all this shit on the pot? For what? Like, and then they just threw it on top of the grave at the end, and it like melts him. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, but this is where. Yeah, you kind of, we are going into the, I guess this would be considered the climax of the movie. The fight scene. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I can totally tell with her acting. Just let him take me. uh, I know, because they have This is where it started getting super hokey. Super hokey. Very, very hokey. Because so far, all they've ever shown us is the townspeople do not like these women or this family. Um, the town folk have talked shit to the cop about them. Um, 
<laughs> but they'll come at the drop of a hat. But they come when the phone tree calls. And what I really which think is... Which the phone tree was just for the children yeah, anyway. Yeah. Nothing to do with themselves or their personal shit. Well, like that one girl said, I always wanted to see the inside of this house since I was a kid. That's how they... <laughs> And that's how they explain how these fucking townsfolk would go from, I fucking hate you, you witch bitch, to, sure, let me come help you with witchcraft? Yeah. Zero to 100. Not something... Because they said that she was, um, her sister was abused by a guy. That's what they were telling them. And then what I thought was funny, though, when they came in and see her on the ground, be like, what the fuck is going on? And no one still thinks twice. Like, everyone's like, like, oh, okay. And they're still like... I've never been abused like a man, but like that before, or whatever they said yeah and then like oh she's real messed up about it like they thought they were going to be there for moral support but then they see her being all weird and like uh, like an obvious possession right look to it (laughs) um like you said they're all okay with it some of them are still like laughing in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) while nicole kidman is like writhing in pain yeah yeah and it was just fucking weird dude it was weird I guess because I've seen it so many times, it wasn't weird to me. You know what I mean? Because I already knew it was coming. It took forever. Like, I don't remember the exorcism lasting this long. Yeah. They have their little broom thing. And then she's like, oh, we're going to kill her. Breaks the circle. And then tries to help her sister, who's obviously still possessed. Why did you break the circle? Yeah, you should just let it carry out. Yeah, wouldn't it more of that's probably releasing... Yeah, it's hurting... The spirit, not Nicole Kidman, you dumb shit. So it does that, I guess, so that way she can just come up with the... uh, Put the lime in the coconut. Yeah, so this is where their big power, their sister connection. (laughs) Sister connection. My blood, your blood. I'm like, ew, stop throwing blood out all willy-nilly. Yes! I am not into this blood magic that the 90s witch movies were, like, really into. It It wasn't just the witch movies. It was, remember the Blood Brothers thing was a big thing when we were kids? You never did that with kids? No. It was basically I, that, but they were like, oh, Blood Brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I get it. Yeah, but yeah, again, that was a big was thing. The obsession of swapping blood. Because that means my blood, your blood. Like, I know, but this was like after the HIV. Like, it was known at that time. Because it was dangerous. <laughs> it was forbidden. It's forbidden blood. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do that. Maybe if I did, we would like prick her finger, maybe. But I don't even remember doing that. I never did that. I was never. Mm-mm. I ain't sharing my blood with nobody. <laughs> I don't remember doing it either, but the only thing I remember doing is like when you spit in your hand. Yeah, I was like, I know it's spit. Spit, shake. It's spit in a handshake. <laughs> but that's just making it, that's a good deal right there. Because <laughs> then you go and wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, and it's not it's contaminating not nothing. Bloodstream. Yeah. <laughs> or a good pinky swear. Like yeah, a good there we go. But, oh, yeah. but I did love when they're like, Sally just came out. <laughs> yes yes and that was a witch but that was her employees so i yeah, can get why her yeah. employees would be okay or like yeah gung-ho about it like for sure her two other friends because yeah, she does have friends gets, yeah but the rest of the the girls i didn't understand why they would bother to show well her. and then even after they you know they win the day by her and they instantly drinking tequila that she happens to have the same bottle of the one that she broke Again, yeah, so it just shows up again. Is that supposed to be it? Like, again, they don't really explain a lot of this stuff. And then they do the thing, though. He, like, swirls up and he explodes from the ceiling and, he and turns, turns into, into ashes. ashes. And they dust him out. And sweep him out. 
And then again, these women are like totally okay with what's going on. And you're like, you just put him back in his grave because there is a dead man in their garden. How would they not realize that or what the implications of what they're doing are? I guess nobody gives a shit. Everybody's just totally okay. Everyone's like, oh yeah, he he beat you so you murdered him. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) This is what we do. Duh. And then, like you said, then they throw the pot of like what they've been mixing up in their cauldron and it, like, melts away the, yeah. like, an imprint of a body. It's right. Like, yeah. Right? Like, like, it melted his body or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, also, though, they give you a thing where she's opening a um, an envelope and the ring's in there that he's returning to Nicole Kidman. Oh. The killer's yeah. ring. Yeah. He's giving them the last shred of evidence. Kind of how they're able to wrap it up. But they wrap it up so, like, oh, hey, here's a, a letter from the guy. Oh, case closed. Yeah. Didn't find nothing. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a suspect. Like, and that's when, and that's when they have their lovely Halloween, where they yeah, yeah jump off the roof. I thought she was being sarcastic when she was first talking to the guy. When he's like, I talked to the townspeople. She's like, Yeah, you should come to our Halloween thing. Yeah, fly off the roof. <laughs> and they do. And they actually do. But then they don't even fly. They're just like on umbrellas, and they glide down like Mary fucking Poppins, <laughs> or like in um, Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. And that the townsfolk are all like into it. But I'm like. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And then the Stevie Nicks began. Yeah. But I was like. So everybody's cool with him just being dead. That's like. Literally everybody knows he's dead now. You would. Yeah. You would think. Or at least the ladies. Like all of the women of this. And they're not going to talk. Small island town. Right. Okay. So final. I guess thoughts. I know I've kind of complained about this movie, I feel like, the whole time. And I'm not trying to shit on your parade. I don't care. I still like it. I was a little more pleasantly surprised because they did have more of the magic than I remembered. Yeah. Um, I do like at the end how she did her little candle trick. Yes. Uh, I like the coffee stirring. Uh, yeah. You know, all of that. I From my memories, there was an improvement. It wasn't as boring as I thought it was. So that was good. Um I laughed out loud during the, uh, like, the possessed, the ghost scene, like, all of that. I literally did not remember any of it either, so that was uh, a funny surprise. Andrew and I both were giggling at that. (laughs) Stalker Channing, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Sandra Bullock, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Nicole Um, Kidman. I love Nicole Kidman's hair in this. The bangs. Yes. Beautiful hair. I think she was rocking in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she did give it, she definitely went extra, um, I was okay with it. And I I, it. You, for the tone of the movie, yeah. it was fine. It fit the tone of everyone else, to be honest. Um, again, I would have either liked to have seen it be darker. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess th- if there's an original cut of this movie where they have, like, more of the murder and maybe more drama, like, you know, and not so much of the little lighthearted romance that it seems like, yeah, they really were trying to push for the production company was. Um, I think I would have enjoyed it more if it focus more on the crime and the yeah <laughs> that that's the problem mystery of it all <laughs> yes <laughs> and was he a serial killer what was going on with that like that part when they had that i was like holy shit yeah i i had no memory of that there is so much to me such like golden source material of like something so much darker and sinister there and you fun go. Some practical magic lore <laughs> for you <laughs> some, more lore, some more fan fiction for me to delve into dive into and just take away something completely different (laughs) (laughs) jimmy angelov killer now you gotta think of it like a serial killer name for him yes (laughs) skull burn skull burner death cricket death cricket (laughs) 
the death cricket. The death cricket. Uh, I did have the so scary. I had the death beetle cometh in my notes. <laughs> Um, so will this continue to stay um, oh, on yeah. your seasonal watch list? I still, because yeah. it's like, um, like I said, it's like a spooky um, Stars Hollow to me. Yeah. It's got that Gilmore girly like. I 100% can it. see that. I just wish they would have went either full on into that still, or full on into the other. In my um, <clears throat> like holiday vibes, I will still have it on the background like I used to as a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You don't really have to watch it. You can just glance over and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sandra Bullock's outfit. <laughs> Especially like the end when she's wearing that white shirt with the jeans and the black sweater. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I love the, the, the outfits. outfits. Yeah. Amazing. And then Nicole Kidman's dress at the end, like that very prairie peasant dress. Mm-hmm. I have to say, after this rewatch, before the rewatch, I probably wouldn't have ever watched this movie again if it wasn't for the podcast. Crazy. But now after this rewatch, I would say it could still be on the plate. Maybe I just need to be in some different mindsets. <laughs> like, you know, you really have to be in a mood sometimes uh, to get a certain enjoyment, oh, you yeah, know, out of sure. certain movies. Um, it definitely was an aesthetic movie because of all the montages. This yeah. is a big problem that I think I just have with this era of movies. Hope Floats is what it kind of reminds me of. And I hate that movie. I love <laughs> I have the soundtrack. I mean, Harry Connick Jr. in that. <laughs> Everything about that movie I, is what I hate about that era of uh, a lot of um, romantic movies. You gotta understand, I was 13. Oh, no, I get it from your perspective. And like I said, I missed that bus. Like, yeah, I, you're still too young. Yeah, because I do have my own stupid romantic <clears throat> movies. I like that. I'm partial to. Doesn't matter if it's using some trope or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I am, I overlook it. But yeah, for, for Hope Floats and like this movie, I, I miss, it missed the marks for I think me. I was just, I was a huge fan of Sandy B. <laughs> I love Sandy B. All right, so um, that was Practical Magic. Mm-hmm. We have kicked off the Comfy Cozy season um, with it. We will be following up with a Thanksgiving special. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, this one is another that is near and dear to Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have a Thanksgiving watch list per se. It's kind of when I just kick off like holiday movies in general for yeah. me. But all right, time to hit the dusted trail. Until next time. Later, Later, taters. taters.